0: best friend on this journey through Boutique Land. I am publishing this episode a little bit late, not on my Wednesday schedule, but we'll be back on Wednesdays this coming week, so I apologize. But the real deal is that when you plan big events and you show up for three days like Crazy, it does throw you off a little bit. It throws your schedule off a little bit. Last weekend, I hosted the Rich Retailer Retreat here in Austin, Texas. And to be honest with you, it blew my freaking mind. (laughs) Number one, the people that showed up were beyond who I could have imagined. If you're listening, you know exactly who you are. We had people from literally every corner of the United States and from Canada we had men, we had women, we had people who were young, people who were older, we had every color, every, it really it was like the most inclusive group I've probably seen in the retail industry in a long time and that made me feel so good because I really think that in a lot of boutique circles, there's one type of person teaching and that attracts one person type of person who wants to learn and from the very start of my business I've said like I just want to help people who are willing to learn and people who are willing to show up for themselves and people who are willing to implement what I'm teaching and so that's brought to me like the most amazing array I feel like of humans and even my buddy Sean who was in the room you know, he really taught me that like, I'm not just talking to women. Like I'm talking to guys too. Like guys can have boutiques too. And that's been a huge shift in a lot of our marketing and a lot of our mindset around who we want to come in. Because here's the thing too, even at Vegas, we had so many men in the room, lots of husbands and spouses and uh, partners, things like that, who really just worked on the business with their The woman in their life okay and to me like hi guys I know you're listening hopefully (laughs) and that's the thing is this industry is not limited to one gender one skin color one age one race one background one birthplace like it's just not I think that humans of all sizes shapes whatever want to help other people. I think that when you enter the world of owning a boutique, you own the world of caring about other people and wanting to help them. And that is how you start to change the world. And I know that sounds so deep to someone who's maybe like sort of newer, but I find this happens all the time where once the people in my courses, people that work with me, really discover that true deep passion and they're like real why cuz i think there's i think listen i think there's the why of like wanting to live your dream and wanting to have a business i get that and i think that's like a really great place to start but for me i like to peel back the layers of the onion on a person and say why are you really doing this like why that is the why for me my why was years of trauma <laughs> in a dressing room As a child, I was extremely tall for my age, like literally taller than my first grade teacher. And that was traumatizing to be a kid shopping in the 80s and 90s that like looked like me. Like there just wasn't stores. Like all the other girls had limited jeans, you know, limited to whatever it was back then. And I couldn't buy those jeans because like they didn't, they literally didn't have my size because I was so tall. And so... I was heartbroken all the time because I couldn't, like, keep up. And I know there's so many of you who, like, can totally relate. And then I know there's so many of you who, like, have a different, deeper level reason of why you started a boutique. And so it's just so much fun this weekend to connect with These beautiful humans standing in front of me on this way deeper level, going really deep with mindset work and coming out the other side, feeling so high and so good and so amazing about leaving that room, leaving Austin and going back into their community and feeling so lit up. Like that is what the work I do is about, okay? There are other people out there that will, you know, give you guest speakers and do a lot of interviews and do things where they're not teaching. And I want you to know, I want to be your teacher. I want to be your guide because not only do I have the expert professional experience as a retailer, as a merchant, I also have done deep, deep spiritual training, deep mindset training for the past couple of years that I never talk about, you know, and that's something I, I need to own up to and talk about more, but I've sat in rooms like these humans who showed up sat in that room. I've sat in hours and weekends of rooms like that working on myself, working on who I want to be and who I want to show up for in this world so that I can serve more of you. And I think it's really important for everyone to get out of their comfort zone, leave their hometown. I mean, we did have people from Austin, but still most people, it was only two people from Austin, everyone else, came from far away, got out of their comfort zone, got out of their, you know, natural habitat to come to a new place with new people. And man, the like community support in that room, like, I think my team said that they thought like every single person talked to every other person, like there were connections made across the entire group, like no one ever sat alone, no one ever felt out of the loop, no one ever. And I hope this is, you know, I hope if you're you came to the retreat, you're like nodding your head, like, oh my God, yes, that's how I felt. Like it's just I wanna create a space where like everyone is welcome. Everyone feels equal no matter what phase of the journey that you're on. And that we all get to do this like deep mindset work together. Like some like so many people this weekend I was like their first time meditating and I made everyone meditate a lot. But you know, one of my mastermind clients said to me, Emily, I have never been this calm probably in my entire life. Like this is the calmest I've ever been on Sunday when we were done. And that's the thing is that there's a lot of people that are running their businesses, running their boutiques and going, 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 and we don't stop. So that said, last weekend was amazing. I had a totally amazing time. I was lit up, multiple people were like, you're just on fire. Like I was living in my zone of genius. Everyone that came showed up for themselves, was like just crushing it, like really doing the work. And, you know, by Saturday afternoon, everyone was like, when's the next one? <laughs> when are we doing this again? So I'm here to tell you that we are planning a, we're planning two events. So one event you should know about in the next couple of days, if you're listening to this real time, we're going to be doing a business workshop in New York City one day, okay, in June. That's a one day all day event very very business strategy focused because I, I want to separate this stuff I want to talk about business I want to talk about business strategy and then we're planning another retreat for late September October early October we're still figuring out exactly the dates but that's when we're targeting I don't want to get into the point where you guys are heavy into you know selling season for Christmas and holiday, things like that. But I do think that it's really important to get this jolt of energy before the holiday season. So we're planning that. We should have more details in about, in less than a month, we're hoping. We're just like working through everything so that uh, we can get it booked. It will be somewhere in the middle of the country, um, so that'll it be easy for everyone to kind of get to. It won't necessarily be on a coast uh, because, like I said, I feel like We should do it in the middle of the country so everyone has like easy access. That's just like a little update for me. I feel like I've been kind of out of the loop, but I'm back. Hi, I'm here. We're just really, I'm in like retreat mode, then like follow up from retreat mode. And I want to move into talking about our guests on the podcast today because they're two super cool women who are running a really fabulous business. And I am so proud because I'm actually featured as a speaker in this summit that they're hosting. So they're hosting a summit. It's called the Product Powerhouse Summit. And it's literally all for product-based businesses, you guys. Like, we know that it's so hard to find these resources. And these women have gathered 25 speakers. And it's all online. You never have to leave your house. And I want to make sure that you sign up for it because it's also free, okay? So you can sign up to watch the summit for free. It's from uh, April 9th to April 11th. So you have time to sign up, but just go right now. I'm going to have the link in the show notes. The link to sign up is stylishandsuccessful.com forward slash summit. Okay. So www.stylishandsuccessful, all one word, .com forward slash summit. Okay. And if you have trouble finding that, we're going to be putting it on Facebook and IG and things like that. So I want you to sign up. Here's the thing I want you to sign up because I know I'm not the end all be all. And you might have a business that you want to start developing products for or you want to start selling. I think there's one that's all about selling vintage. You know, there's so it's 25 different little mini classes basically, like hour long. I think it's hour-long or less mini classes that you get access to for free, okay? Like, that's insane. Even if you attend, like, go to two or three of them, you like, it's free. My class is called Secrets to a Six-Figure Boutique. It's a really good one. It's actually all new information that I've never shared for free. Some of it, like, you'll probably have heard before, but actually, like, I created all new content for this, so it would be really, really fresh. So make sure that you sign up www.stylishandsuccessful.com forward slash summit. So let me introduce you to Abigail and Emily. They founded a company called Boss Project. It was also called Think Creative Collective. That's how I started to get to know them a couple years ago. But they created this company months after meeting each other online, right? So cool. Cool. And literally what began as a conversation over wine on Abigail's office floor transformed into building a community and business that had ridiculous goals, dreams, and ideas. Together, they built a multi-six-figure business in under 12 months by helping thousands of creative entrepreneurs build a soul-filling and freaking profitable business. Two things I talk about all the time, right? You can see how aligned this kind of partnership is. So... When not building their empire, you can find Abigail arranging fresh flowers or cuddling her rescue beagles. If you want to catch up with Emily, you'll need to head to the local coffee shop to find her. Otherwise, she's creepily watching her toddler sleep (laughs) or posing her newest houseplant for Insta-worthy Graham. I love that bio. So I'm going to post their their link to their group too. But they're the ones hosting this summit. It's sponsored by Dubsado. And I really want you guys all to just go and sign up because even if you just watch my math, my class, like you're going to learn so much new stuff. So let me jump in here. We're going to talk about lots of really good stuff about how they built their business. And you're going to hear from very successful women entrepreneurs. So get ready. Welcome to the Booster Boutique podcast, ladies. I'm excited to have you, and I'd love for you just to each introduce yourself and kind of what your maybe zone of genius is in your business.
1: Sure. Well, just real quick, I'm Abigail.
0: And I'm Emily. I'm
2: the one that sounds like a disgusting, congested creature.
1: <laughs> and we're the co founders of Boss Project, formerly Think Creative Collective, and we love helping small business owners from all over the world grow profitable and sustainable businesses online. But my zone of genius, it's interesting you ask because I don't think it's always been the same, like throughout our business and as our business has developed. But um, I'm definitely very data driven. Um, very like I like looking at the big picture but I'm a big like implementer integrator um we've talked about the book traction like 45 million times but if you were to look at that book or rocket fuel I'm the integrator side of our business and that's what helps it run so I love
2: that yeah, she's she's the gut check to my like, let's do all of these crazy things. And she's like, yeah, here's how that's not gonna work. Or here's the reality of what you wanna do. Um, she pokes holes in the plans in all the best ways like it tr- it truly takes both roles, so i'm definitely more of the visionary side. I think a tactical role that i I've had from the very beginning and that I still have now is copywriting. I do like all of our brand i don't say all now we definitely have a great marketing team and our ads team is amazing at it um, but like if you're reading an email it's probably from written from me sales page stuff like the framework gets written from me um I like storytelling and, and kind of riving people up with words. And so, um, I still like doing that within our, in our company. So.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I joined your Think Creative Collective Facebook group probably three years ago. And yeah, I mean, I've just been chilling in and out, like I'll pop in and out and it's a really cool space, I think, for creative entrepreneurs I'd love for you guys to just talk about like how that started. How did you guys get together and sort of start a business together? Because that's mm-hmm. the magic. Let's just say. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we started our own separate service-based businesses. So I was running a um, website design branding business shortly after being laid off so i like jump started really quickly and 30 days had replaced my corporate salary and was off to the races and at the same time emily had been building a photography based business she started with like families and that slowly morphed over time to working with like more bloggers and creatives and doing you know those like super awesome headshot type things
2: and yeah, like uh, amazing lifestyle headshots. And when they would partner with like Tuesday morning, I would get to go shopping with them to pick out all their stuff. And we would do like a styled session for like a craft blog. And it was so much fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
1: So I mean, services were bread and butter. And so when we met, uh, we met in an online Facebook group, ironically, but we happened to grow up like less than 20 minutes from each other. Um, never had met until we met in this Facebook group and she came and visited. So she drove the four hours at the time to come stay with me. We made waffles and sat on the floor of my office and just talked about our dreams and where we wanted to go. And, you know, it quickly became more than just a friendship. It was how can we work together? How can we partner together to make something really magical. And it started out as a service-based business. So I think a lot of people forget that we ever even did that, but we just essentially combined what we were doing at the time into one marketing boutique and ran with that for a while. That's
0: really cool. So then you started to make the transition into helping other people with marketing. So how did that, how did the Facebook group come about? Cause I mean, that thing is like just not, ma- you guys have a huge business page follow. I mean, you guys definitely have built a business that is formidable. I, yeah. from the outside, I would say like <laughs> Thank on, you. on paper, you guys look really cool. And I think a lot of, <laughs> Thank I mean, you know, my boutique owners really want to have 30,000 people on their Facebook page too. Sure. You know? So like, I would love to hear just some of the big things that started to supercharge that growth. You know what yeah. are the hacks you can kind of like share with us. Yeah. I
2: think like oftentimes people look at you know whatever end result or current result of an Instagram following or a Facebook group or an email list, and you're like, oh my god, that's so unattainable. And it, how do you how do you go from zero to thirty k? And and no one does. <laughs> like that, that is not how anything works. Um, and so. Abby actually started the Facebook group even before I came into the picture um, there were some decisions that she was making and and I was making and then we just combined them together into one that were kind of like oh, I'm gonna grow this local clientele and and this is how I'm getting money and this 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 is how my business is going to grow right now but but maybe there's a future for this online space and we didn't really know what it would look like maybe it was you know local workshops or you know teachings even in Missouri or Kansas or anything like that we maybe we'd never even thought we'd have students from 189 countries Um, but there was always like I kind of picture it as this like that back burner that you never use on the stove that's like on warm all the time it was like that for like a year and so she started the Facebook group as just like we'll just see and she started blogging and we'll just see and so very early on once we joined forces We really like started paying attention to that Facebook group and okay, how can we actually get people in here still with no idea why we wanted them there (laughs) and like what we really wanted to use the group for, but the truly like the bare bone basic of us getting people into that group and the very beginning and for over a year is it was our opt-in it was just like join our free community, go get on our free on our email list. And for that you'll get access into this private group.
1: So we actually like monitored it, which is a little bit insane. We hand approved everyone
0: for like two years. Yeah. So that was before we could even ask questions on Facebook. Oh yeah. Yeah. you just like didn't really know who was, so did you click through and do a little.
1: Yeah. So we would have to do a little digging to figure out their name and then we would search on our website or on our email service provider to see if they had opted in. And if they hadn't, we hand messaged everyone, asked for their email address it was a lot of work, but I mean, it meant that most, I mean, almost all, because we were very diligent about it, almost all the early adopters, we had their contact information and mm-hmm. we could market to them outside of the Facebook group.
0: Yeah, I think you that's that the important thing you just said too, though, was like being able, yes, grow the group, but also market to them outside because you know, Facebook can do whatever they want. So you were like, I need that email address. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. but even that got out of hand. I mean, it was coming to, you know, 50 people a day or 75. Like it was crazy whenever there would just be a burst in popularity. Right. And it was just getting to be like, we were spending hours on end every single day, like trying to get people into that group where it was like, okay, what's the overall point of this? Like, do, would we rather grow the group and just like hope that we convert them and serve them in some way inside of this group? Or do we truly want it to be like this hands-on, no, you need to be on our email list. And at that, like, other groups were functioning in various ways even at that point but I think we decided like let's just open it up and we're just gonna like set parameters based on like how we're talking to people and like what is the benefit for joining this group but not necessarily be super stringent on getting their email.
0: I like that I mean you guys have a group that feels truly like a community like people really want to help each other and there's people in there who will write long stories and then Two, three months later, someone will remember it and say, yeah. oh, I remember you. How's it going? I mean, like people, it's like a little neighborhood in there. Yeah. It's really oh, for impressive sure. how much people are engaged.
2: Well, and it's one of the, I don't want to say one of the only, because I obviously don't know all the groups, but in this creative online marketing community, it's one of the only original groups that's still around from back in the day, of like for when sure. starting Facebook groups was a thing. I can only... Mm, I honestly don't, really don't even know if I can think of one that's been around that was just like one of the kind of like key performer groups that had over 10,000 people and then over 20,000 people that's still open and still functions as a anyone can post. And there, I mean, we have obviously rules, but like it's still one of the like least spammy groups and like really just good community out there. And so it's kind of an OG, you know?
0: Yeah. So it really took a lot of work to grow the group and genuine effort and intention behind where, where you wanted it to go, even though you weren't sure, like, are we going to sell something in it ever?
1: Well, yeah. and I think something to keep in mind is like, okay, so we made it our opt-in for a while, but really the purpose behind that is, I mean, how many websites, especially when you were starting your business, um, maybe you went to Pinterest and you were looking for a specific topic. Um, maybe you were doing something like you asked me about before we started this call, how do you do a redirect on your website? So you're like, boop, boop, boop I have a very specific question I'm going to type it into Pinterest. You go to someone's website. They may have some version of an answer for you. So you opt in. Um, But then you forget about that person. You forget you even downloaded the thing. You maybe look at it one time to reference something and you move on. We wanted people to never move on. We wanted them to feel like they were part of something and create a community around that. And it wasn't even that we necessarily knew how to harness that to turn it into profit like that wasn't the goal it was it was just that we wanted them to keep remembering who we were and be top of mind
0: I absolutely love that because I feel like it translates to my boutique owners so well because they want to be the first stop when people say I don't know what to wear Mm -hmm. and so by creating a community whether it's in a group I also think on a page you can create a really nice community yeah you know That to me is really important. So I feel like you're saying some really nice affirming things. For my, well, my
2: there are communities that I'm in around a physical product, especially once I became a mother, there were a couple that I joined like um, my wild bird, their group for a, a sling that you carry. Solly baby wrap has a community. There's a couple different Facebook communities that are around a product that you buy. And they have such like this cult following behind, you know, their launches and their products and whatever. And that's definitely part of it. They utilize that group to hype up whatever. But it's also a really safe community for for me to go to for, you know, how do I use this thing? Or like, here's a a picture of us in it and I just wanted to share it somewhere. And so I think these spaces like are still just as important and can be used no matter what you're selling um, if community, true community is at the forefront of your intention.
0: I love that. So in terms of working as a team, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people in my world, we call it boutique land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in boutique land, who work with a business partner, a mom, a sister, a whomever. How do you guys manage what you're doing, working together, arguments? Like, what are some things we can kind of share? Because you've grown a business together. And some people might just be sort of in the first couple months listening. Um, how do you really maintain, I think, a friendship and a business working relationship. Cause you guys are friends,
1: right? Like you chill. Yeah. I yeah. hate her. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think we've, we've kind of talked about it. Well, probably more than most. And we've, I think one of the things that really helped us in our relationship was the fact that we were business first. Like the friendship came later. When we started talking, it was about collaborations and it was about working together, even if it was just a temporary thing. And then when we did do those things and they did work, then we took talked about the next step. And something I don't think we talk about nearly as often as we maybe should is, you know, we weren't legally partners for years. Even though on the outside, it looked like we were equal partners in the business. I mean, we we had things going on in the background that made our tax liability easier. It also made, if God forbid, one of us started hating the other one, it was a lot easier for us to break apart and there wasn't going to be this like long-term issue. Um, so we, we had a long engagement, we like to call it. Um, and that, that's what I think helped. Um, I think working with a family member, um, I mean, Emily doesn't necessarily work with her mom and her business, but she's pretty involved in what her mom's doing. And I work with my husband on a separate business. And that dynamic is a hundred percent different, even though Emily and I are still very close Mm because I have to go home and sleep next to my husband. So that's different. I think ultimately,
2: like, you know, we're asked often, you know, should I go into business partnership with someone, or should I seek a business partnership? We were never seeking it. We, we actually, when even sitting on the floor of her office, we're like, um, I don't want to work with someone ever. And I don't ever want to have a team and I don't ever want to have any of these things. These are all my ideas and I want to own them forever. Because I think we were both like still coming from a space of you know, everyone else owning that Abby from the corporate world and being laid off and like working for someone else. And like me still trying to like find my footing. And I had been my own, a, a small business owner, like since college. So like, that's all I knew. And it's hard to give that up. And we're both like control freaks and type A's and overachievers and all of this stuff. But ultimately like the decision specifically for us to work together was we were going to be our, each other's biggest competitor because yeah. we knew both of us would succeed singly and on their own both of us and we would like kick ass and we would achieve big things we'd be talking to the same people and in the same way so like let's just double that success because we're working together instead of like directly competing against each other so that that was like one of our biggest reasons for why we joined um but like like abby said with that the business conversations were always the first like what do you want for your family what do you how how do you want to work like what do you want to be doing and like we just luckily can stand each other like we like each other's personalities and like we've like we do girls dinner and she came to Penny's birthday party and like all of these things that are at, at, like as an in addition to that but at like truly still the foremost of our relationship is, is business and, you know, decisions that we make are because of the business and what we need out of it.
0: I love that. It really puts the power in each of your hands to be that CEO vibes. Like I am really into like talking about women CEOs lately. And it feels like you guys were two powerful CEOs who were like, you know what, actually, if we combine, we could rocket ship this even faster. Yeah. You know, yes. build even well, faster.
1: And I, I think we had a lot of you know, growing up to do in the process. Like I I wouldn't have even dared use the phrase CEO when we first oh, started. No. Um <laughs> we didn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> As most new entrepreneurs <laughs> will agree. Yeah. Well, and I think that's interesting you say that because I don't actually think That's true. I think most people starting out are overly confident. And then the confidence slowly fades. And as you get more experience, because you start realizing all the things you don't know. (laughs) And so um, in the very, very, very beginning... Emily and I were very confident for sure, but not like I'm a CEO. Like that's not even how big a business we wanted.
2: I'm an only child, so I don't know how else, like the world is revolving around me constantly. So It
1: was was just like, how do we make enough money that I can buy shit and my husband can't yell at me for it? Right. That was like the level of- Uh We weren't trying to make millions of dollars. We were not. We were trying to go to Target and spend too much money. Like, that's <laughs> what it was.
0: I, well, and do you feel like because you didn't have the like super big, I'm going to have a million dollars in my bank account tomorrow attitude that I think a lot of people have, it was easier for you to hit your goals faster? Because you're like, they're, they're manageable goals, you know?
1: I mean, they were definitely big, but they were still realistic early on. I think now we're getting into the phase of like, okay, this is more money than I ever thought I would even see in my life. And I want to do that. Or I've had a lot of, you know, reservations around, okay, last month we spent more money on Facebook ads than I made my entire first year at my corporate job. Like that's a lot to handle and that's a lot to process. And so, but a couple of years ago, that wasn't what I was thinking about. What I was thinking about is how can I take our service-based business and just continue to grow? And and then it was like, how can I take this community and teach them everything I know about what I learned over here? Like, it wasn't, it, there wasn't a scheme behind it, I guess. It was just keep doing our best and keep having fun in the process.
0: That's awesome. That's, I mean... It's so pure. Like that's why you would start a business as I think as a creative yeah. woman is cause you're like, I want to help people and I want to have fun. And if I make money, awesome. That that's helps good. support my life, my life. Yeah. 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 And now you're moving like, so your group was always a creative entrepreneurs is really what the intention was. Mm-hmm. And you've attracted a lot of service based people who provide services. And then product-based people who are makers and crafters and product developers and people like that. And it's kind of cool. You're doing this new summit that I'm pumped to be included in yeah. it's called the product powerhouse summit. And it's all just for people who have product-based businesses to come and learn a ton of stuff in three yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're super, super excited to offer that for, you know, for the longest time coming from service-based businesses, um, you know, like Abby said earlier, we would, we would do something and implement something in our business and turn around and teach it. And sometimes that would be like, oh, let's, let's, you know, host this webinar on this thing that we just learned, or let's make a course, or let's write a blog post, or let's record a podcast episode about this thing. And I want to teach it. And so that's been like, literally teach what you know, that's our business model, right? Um, and then it came to be like, holy crap, there's like 45% of our audience that has a physical product or more of a product-based business is different than service. You know, what do these people need to know? And so I think there was a turning point. It's like, okay, we can either learn that by experience so we can develop a product and try to go down this route and then try to teach something. Or we can just bring on experts who, like, have already figured that out. And so I think with, you know, with the recent rebrand specifically, um, establishing ourselves as the curator of these resources for our audience that has grown over the years has been something that feels much more online. And so I'm excited to, you know, to to bring you and people like you to this virtual stage who have been in the trenches and who have done it there themselves and who have taught other people or just seen the the results of that very specific industry um and and let our people who've been I feel like just like eagerly waiting and like taking all of our resources and tweaking it for them they're super smart and now it's like finally here is something just for them
1: yeah Well, and if you're a product-based business or you're running a boutique and you're following Emily, I'm going to guess the summit's going to be right up your alley. So Emily, where can people go to sign up? Yeah. So they can
0: head to stylishandsuccessful.com forward slash summit, which will get us to the link to sign up for the summit. And just because my people may not know what a summit is because we like live in our little boutique bubble. Yeah. um, Will you explain what like... So, like what is a summit? Yeah.
1: So a summit is very similar to a conference, except you don't have to put on pants and you don't have to buy an airplane ticket and you don't have to book a hotel and it's free. Mm-hmm. It's all online. You sit at home. There is a there is a large community aspect to it. We wouldn't do something without that, and so we're going to have live chat, live feeds of the sh- the, the presenters, um, and it's pre-recorded, but it's all like it's all coming out at the same time, so we can experience this together and go through it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be awesome. Like it's, it's very similar vibes. Like if you've gone to a conference, but it's all virtual. Yeah. It's
2: really high energy for three straight days. So April 9th through 11th, 2019 is when all of this is going down. We have over 26 speakers. I think eight keynotes and whatever the math of that is, the rest of them are breakouts. And it's like Abby said, you can watch from your phone, your iPad, your laptop, your desktop, from literally anywhere in the world that you have internet connection. And there's live chat so you can chat with us, anyone from our team, or if the speaker has the opportunity, they're gonna hang out in the chat box and hang out with you guys and answer all of your questions. So you get like really unique kind of one-on-one engagement and attention with these people who you might've learned from or bought from or you know, hung out with in your own product world over the past few years. And then there is the opportunity to upgrade your ticket. So the entire summit's free. You can access all of the videos for free for 24 hours. Um, But if you want them for life, you want to upgrade to your all access pass ticket. And you'll see that right after you sign up for free, you'll have a page that lets you know which which option might be best for you. And um, that gets you a whole bunch of goodies and entrance into a giveaway and all the videos and extra stuff. So it's worth it.
0: So all access pass too. Also for me, it would reduce my stress thinking, Oh my God, I have to watch all these things right. all day, but I have to be in my store or, I, you know, I'm running my yeah. kids around, whatever. So I feel like the all access pass is just like the way to go. Yeah. Cause, Cause just, we're going from like
2: nine to four for three straight days. So like, why, come yeah. on, <laughs>
0: yeah. log off the calendar. No, yeah. just get, the, get the access pass. And I think there's a lot of interesting topics too. Okay. I mean, I think a lot of people who are selling on eBay or selling vintage stuff or make it, want to make and, and develop their own product. I mean, you guys have something really for anyone in that product realm, which it, I have not seen offered anywhere else. So I'm excited because I think it's yeah, so.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and honestly, like I think I hang out out here on my own just talking about products. Yeah. And then you guys came on. And you're like, hey, we got like more people that want to talk about it. And I'm like, yes, finally. Yes. You know, a lot of my people will say, oh, I signed up for this masterclass or this webinar and, and then it was all about services. Right. Like, it always heck? is. It always is. Yeah. Because there isn't a lot of people talking about products. So I feel like you guys are doing such a service to this community that, yeah. I, you know, it's just really cool to be a part of. And, and yeah. yeah. Get to I'm
2: excited. I love like we had our first summit last year and this is a whole nother tangent about summits, but truly like to have something where we just get to show up and host and kind of facilitate like it's so such different energy from when we're launching our own stuff or like worrying about anything else in our own business where it's just so freeing and exciting and like truly the energy is is like nothing else that week I mean it's like we schedule, we literally block off our entire calendar for that week. We like sit up on the couch and have our laptop. We Postmates food, like we're trying to get HelloFresh as a sponsor, like people delivering Starbucks. Cause we're at our computers from like nine to four for three straight days, like helping you guys, making sure you're in the right session. And like, you're getting, you know, facilitated over here and all of the things. So it's, it's pretty bananas, but like last year we had what over 11,000
0: people register. And so it's, insane <laughs> but it's so fun. It's a big deal. You guys are running like a big time really con- like I like that you say it. it's like a conference. yeah like, someone would normally go to a conference for 3 days and pay thousands yeah. and that I mean a $2000 ticket for this $3000 ticket for mm-hmm. something like this and you're offering it wonderfully for someone who's even like an introvert who's like, "Ooh, cool. I get to cozy uh-huh. up and uh-huh. you know, watch this on my mm-hmm. on my laptop. Um you're offering it at for free, which is insane. It's insane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited. I love it. So yeah. So you can sign up at stylishandsuccessful.com forward slash summit. It's free to sign up. There is that all access pass that gets you more, it gets you all the videos for a lifetime, whenever you want to watch them. But otherwise, where can we find you? Like
1: we can join your group still, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: So you can go to boss project Project. You can go to bossproject.com/community and join our Facebook group. Um, we're also fairly active over on Instagram at Boss Project. Um, but I mean, our website has resources out the wazoo. We have you know over five hundred uh, blog posts and over 300 podcast episodes. Um, so we have our own podcast. So if you like podcasts, cause you're listening to this podcast, you'll mm-hmm. probably like the strategy hour and all of that's linked on our website. Yeah. Your podcast is awesome.
0: And there's so many, there's episodes. so
1: many of them. <laughs> like, you
0: actually like, I don't think you could binge it because it would be like, binge. no, it's a literally long. impossible. No, someone,
1: I, I would say that, but someone literally said, I've been listening for eight hours a day for over a week and I'm not done. <laughs> well,
2: just like hanging out at her job listening.
1: I was like, girl, that's a lot. That's a
2: lot, that's lot of stuff. us. That is, that
1: is a lot of me in your ear. <laughs> but also like, that's a lot of information. Like uh-huh. th- I don't suggest you do that. I don't suggest that. <laughs> no,
0: no. Well, I've heard of this new trend where people are like, I'm not going to listen to a podcast until I can implement it. Yeah which i think probably for certain you know personality types works sure for me, I'm just always like store, like filing away yeah. the yeah. info. I think
2: there's so. different seasons of your business where you listen to get inspired and like something and be like, ooh, that in, that excites something in you to go do something or it just keeps you motivated. And then there are times, there are certain podcasts I listen to where I'm like, I'm going to pick and choose the episode because I want to learn this one specific thing. So just wherever you're at, like our our episodes are titled pretty clearly from what you can take away from the episode. So you can most certainly like cherry pick the ones that you want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, to end all my interviews, I always ask the interviewees, what is the one bit of advice, whether we talked about it here or not, that you would give an entrepreneur to really, like, let that stick in their head?
1: Well, I, I feel like I have the power to potentially offend some people. but oh, I'm do gonna, it! Do it! I'm going to say it anyway. Do it! Um, so... You know, a lot of you are gonna, you're thinking about products, you're talking about products. Oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> you want to run a boutique, but you haven't started yet. I would actually tell you to not start with a product based business and to start with services. And I know that that sounds absolutely bananas that you're but even that's in this- not what I'm here for, <laughs> but. Truly. I only, I'm not saying this is like a dig that you should never do these other things. I a hundred percent, they have a place and you should do them, but you have this like incredible opportunity to learn so much about your audience and make money so much faster that even if you were to go pivot and three months, six months, a year, like you would have this arsenal of information, um, that you could take and run with. So like, for instance, let me just give you an example because I, before you shoot me through the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, okay. Say you want to run a clothing boutique because you have this desire to dress people and make them feel confident and all that stuff. I would prefer instead of you starting the boutique first, that you work one-on-one with clients, dress them, get the same experience that you want to ultimately create in your boutique but you are learning what they like. What are their preferences? What what is the price point they're comfortable with purchasing at? Um, Let them fund your inventory with your <laughs> consultation.
0: Well, and I, yeah, and I think also you speaking to that, you learning who you're you enjoy working with as an ideal client instead of reverse engineering it after and saying, ooh actually don't like working with those people. Yes. This is groundbreaking. You just really, you may have thrown a bomb into my, my community, which stay tuned for part two where we follow <laughs> up. <laughs> well, and I actually have trainings on how to start a styling business and I talk about it as sort of an addition onto your boutique because start
2: you know, it first,
0: but I love it. And honestly, before I started my consulting business between having my boutiques I was I, at the tail end of having my boutiques. I started styling and doing closet cleanouts and just getting in with people and understanding what was going on. And that's actually what helped me move to a service base now where I'm consulting because I was like, wow, yeah. I actually like not having the physical store that I have mm-hmm. to be at every day or drive the truck and things like that. Um, so it's, I, I love it, like Abby. All have I'm that, in. We
2: all have that shock girl dream, right? Like I feel like for us, for me specifically, it started with You've Got Mail, right? That like beautiful bookstore where she gets to like open up and the little bell dings and she's got twinkle lights and she's setting everything up. Like that is the dream, right? We all like want to touch these things and go into this beautiful space. Um, But I want you to be making money, like, right now um, and fund that. And so, like, for some of you, this quick turnaround could be 30 days, legit. Like, you could work with enough people and get so much clarity and, like, get some funding and then you're good to go. Some of you, it might be a year, but, like, or more, right, or anything in between. There's no right or wrong version of that. Um, But we are in the camp of get yourself paid, babe.
0: I'm into it. And if you follow me on Instagram, I wrote a whole post about how, I think I failed my brick and mortar because of You Got Mail because she had to close because I yes. moved in down the street. Yes. and Marshalls moved in. Marshalls moved in when my little boutique was open. And then I was like, oh, I got to close. F
2: O X. I love that movie. I, wanna
0: go I love that. One. I watched it on repeat on yeah. my video tape player. Yeah. And they had the yeah. TV yeah. and then the video at the bottom. I had that in my dorm room and I would just pop it in. And then oh, it sucked
1: having to rewind it.
0: <laughs> oh, for like, sure.
1: Back alarm. when my television was like bright purple because, you know. Why not? Why why wouldn't it be? It's <laughs> cute. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. It was awesome to have you guys who just come from a totally different perspective. I love that about interviewing. So thanks for being here. Yeah,
2: thanks for having us.
0: Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.